My grandpops was a man of respect. Had to sweat just to cash checks. Working from sunrise to set. Every day get challenged. No trades to take. We are uh, uh, explicit, but don't like go hog wild on it. Our okay. tagline is one f bomb guaranteed. But any more than that, I like to try and beep them out for comedic effect. Uh, okay. Hello and welcome to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. Uh, we have lots of guest uh, hosts today, uh, starting with me. I'm Rudy Schubach, and I said my last name again. Go ahead. You're not a guest, though, Rudy. I, mean, I know, yeah. Full time. I am, I am a host, <laughs> not a guest host. I'm Al. And with us are uh, Ken, who's been on before. Say hi, Ken. Hello. Don't do it like this time. Oh, no, no, no. I, I would never do that like that other show. Yeah, I didn't want to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark. Greetings. Mark, who are you and what do you do? Hey? Who are you and what do you do? Um <laughs> I am a Canadian. I a carpenter for a living. <laughs> hey, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. All right, I'm stuff. a I'm a technical director, so it's like the carpenter of the theater world kind of. I am. Right, Alan huh? is also you build, you build fake things, yeah. and I build real things. <laughs> yep, correct. <laughs> we build things that last a couple of weeks, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, then throw them out. So uh, <laughs> yeah, one or two people out there may know me from the faux show. I play Malifaux, and I do another podcast. So, and why have we invited you here today, Mark? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> I guess because you're pretty awesome. <laughs> Uh, Ken, humble. completely Ken, humble. <laughs> Ken, Mark, and I all went to uh, an event this last weekend. Uh, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Wow, it's time slipping away. Uh, called Breaching <laughs> the Foe. Uh, I believe I took second place, uh, and the person who beat me was none other than Mark Kenford. Really. <laughs> oh, I think we lost him. No, I'm here. Or are you? Am I back? Did I go? Every, every, everyone's here. Okay. We're just. I didn't hear any voices. It freaks me out. (laughs) Were you expecting us to like applaud or something? No, I don't know. Maybe. Yay! Go mark. Yeah. (laughs) The first I'd heard of Mark was when I was on Twitter, and then I was told by Dan Miner, the guy who was organizing the event, that I was in a grudge match in the first round, and I was like, (laughs) "What? Who?" It was like, uh, Mark is grudge matching you. I was like, I don't know who Mark is. How could he have a grudge with me? <laughs> uh, and it turned out it was a, it was a, a podcast grudge match between Fosho and Mistakes Were Made. And um, I think we all know who won that one. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out that way. Yes. If I, uh, was I your hardest game all day? You were one of the one of the harder games for sure, <laughs> and your your mistakes that you made <laughs> probably won me that game. <laughs> Which was was that the um? Oh, what did I do? Mostly, mostly just dropping the claim markers where you did. Yeah, that was. You gave me that opening, and I and I stole the strategy from you. Otherwise, it was a tie game. It could have gone either way. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, it's like my my strategy was I had. Well, I mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we did. Um, so yeah, it was it was an excellent game. Uh, I yeah. feel no bad blood, though. Uh, I did have to play the person who won the tournament in the very first round. But yeah. regardless, uh, <laughs> it was it was a fantastic game. The the whole day was great. The event was great. Dan ran a hell of a, a tournament. Um, 
And uh, everyone had a really good time from what I could hear. There was no, like, grumbling, mumblings or anything. Ken, as another player at this tournament, how did you feel about the, about the tourney? Um, I thought it was really great. Uh, this was my first tournament, um, except for the, I mean, the small one that you ran the weekend before, yeah, kind of a little warm-up. But this great. was, uh, like, my first big event, to multi-day thing, um, mm, yeah. and I had a blast. It was great. Um, it set the bar really high for future events. Um, yeah, I had an awesome time. Met a lot of cool people. Had some great yeah. games. And the faction, the faction spread was actually really interesting, in my opinion. We're, oh, sorry, we're we're jumping right in, but we could go back. Should we go back and do the hag, Alan? Do you want to do the the hag? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have no, to just do that. that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, no, I, I, What did you do, Rudy? Uh, I was in a tournament. I had to paint some things for the tournament, so I think I painted. Uh, I finished painting a couple of. For the hobby, hobby for the we're, we're checking in with our hobby uh, for the last couple of weeks. For those of you who are potentially new to the Hag, totally uh, got it. I'm on board. Okay. Uh, so I, I painted uh, a couple of Oxfordian Mage proxies. I finished painting uh, some Gammon. I and then I also painted up my Mechanical Rider because I knew that I was going to need me some Mechanical Rider going into this week. I also uh, finished up uh, fixing my Corfi duet. Because I hadn't played them in 2E, and I wanted to, I knew I was going to want them this weekend. Uh, so I finished pick, fixing them up, repinning an arm, and painting up some new magnetized bases so I can duet easily. Um, and I painted up something else, some bases, I think, for other models that I had painted the model for. Oh, I finished up Kang, and then didn't promptly did not use him. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Yeah, so I, I did quite a bit of painting. I didn't do a ton more hobby until after that weekend where I got from a certain gentleman uh, a Jacob Lynch crew, or at least most of a Jacob Lynch crew, where I got Lynch himself. I got a couple illuminated. I don't have the Huggy yet. Do you still think I want that, Ken? Yeah, I'll, I can uh, get it to you tomorrow. So. And the Beckoner. And I think I got two of the illuminated, and he saved the one with the weird tentacle mouth face. Uh, and I got the two that I liked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, I cleaned off the desk where I paint models, so <laughs> hey, that was about a, it. That's, that's a start. It's a step. What I had to do first. Really. You can't do the painting without the desk. So yeah, you need no, the space to paint. Absolutely. But no, I've been. Not really busy with work, but busy with other social obligations and such. So, <laughs> yeah, the ending of the year out there is always so like everybody starts getting more and more free time, and it's like we should all go to all of the bars, all of the partying we didn't get yeah. to do this year. We gotta backload yeah. that. Yep, the 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 joys of working on a college campus. Everyone two. wants to hang out before they go away for the summer. <laughs> yeah, two different college campuses. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's been a lot of fun, but not a lot of hobby. But now that they're all leaving, I can get into that stuff. I'm going to be bored all summer, so... <laughs> Expecting a lot more painting. I think my next big project, though, I'm going to think I'm going to re-get Nikodem and paint the new box. Ooh. Because I like the models, and my old metals are not in good shape, and not very well painted or based, so... 
Mm. Might be a fun one. But that's my plans, so. Cool. Ken and Mark, you guys got anything you want to talk about, hobby-wise? Um, I painted up uh, about four models the night before the tournament. I think I was up till uh, three-ish, around then. Somewhere around then. Um, but I was just getting uh, a bunch of... Just finishing up getting, like, three colors on them. And I, I had some gray, but it was, like, on guns and things like that. So I wasn't too worried about it. Um, yeah. And uh, I built another box of Bayou Gremlins. And... Oh um, <laughs> Why would you do that to yourself? I, you know, it was actually easier this time around. My nemesis, the fishing pole gremlin... Oh, he looks, I hear he's miserable. He looks, he looks fantastic. He, he's he's uh, he's looking really good. Um, and yes, it is a miserable model to uh, put together. Um, I actually had to get different glue that just like adhered a, a little bit faster because <laughs> I just couldn't hold it in the position that I needed to long enough to get it to look good the first time. So um, that turned out really well. And I traded some guy, uh, Jacob Lynch crew, most of it for a misery um, and that's assembled but not nice. uh, painted or anything so yeah I took the I took the um, the standing shoulder monster illuminated and, and filled all of his uh, mold lines with green stuff yeah uh, sorry about that he looks, he looks way better now, great. But... good <laughs> good <laughs> I yeah. also uh, remember lending uh, Ken's um, um, Dirt and grass. And, oh yeah, that's uh, right. And rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he got to take his first foray into uh, scenic basing with with my you know my standard dirt rock grass base. <laughs> yeah, it worked out really yeah. good. The dirt rock grass thing uh, came out together pretty well. Um, I maybe did those at work uh, <laughs> on Friday <laughs> so that I could come home and put things on them and finish. Um, yeah. Uh, Rudy, I've got to get that stuff back to you. So <laughs> remind oh, me. <laughs> I mean, we'll see each other. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, and if you yeah. make it, if you make it all the way out to Michigan, just give them to Al, and he'll get them to me somehow. I don't know. All right, I don't when think you, that they'll out, make it out. But <laughs> when you come out for Adepticon next year, Rudy, right? Oh, I want to oh, so bad. I saw dates. Oh, you know. I yeah, they finally. Know. Dates and it's like finally I'm right now, like, right now. Three weeks after, <laughs> I know I'm very eager, but my my calendar actually looks very clear. So that's what you said. I'm, I'm this year. hopeful. You know they're gonna move something. I'm hopeful a lot just to be dicks. Oh, of course, yeah. No, well, obviously. <laughs> Mark, Bobby, <laughs> you hello. You model? Uh, I did have a, a quite a few models to get ready for for breaching the foe a few weeks back. Um. For two nights, I guess, like, we traveled on the Friday. We drove down from Vancouver, B.C., down to Portland. Um, so Friday was a travel day. I wasn't planning to be doing any painting when I was down there. So Wednesday night, I primed up three Waldegeists, three Silurids, Nakima, and Barbaros. And on Thursday night, this is a few weeks back, um, I basically just... Um, went as hard as I could and just got all eight of those models done. And uh, it was a good thing I did because I, I used the Waldegeist and the Silurids uh, pretty much in every single game. Including the one, one I guess. If not two each. 
And <laughs> they were just awesome. And the Kima was huge in my last game. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Okay. No, that was pretty much it. <laughs> I didn't uh, end up using Barbarus at all, oddly enough. I thought I was going to want to use him, but uh, he never ended up seeing the table over the weekend. Yeah, Waldegeist and Silarids are in all of the all of the Never Fills lists. Yeah, they're just so good. They're so good for the, how many stones they cost. Yeah. Uh, uh, announcements? I think I'm announcement-free. I think Dan of Before We Begin is sending out shirts. Uh, oh, I do have one announcement. Um, I'm a part of a group that is attempting to create a thing uh, that is like the Malifaux Rankings UK that we had with uh, through Mike Marshall, though he, he chose to, because of time commitments and, and focus commitments, uh, he, he stopped uh, carrying the U.S. Um, standings. Um, so we're working on trying to get a new standing set up through a, a, a website called Warscore, which is actually the one that... Dan used for this event, which is really interesting, because they apparently have a lot of the sort of uh, network infrastructure and frameworks to just launch this thing. Uh, so he, uh, uh, Adam of Cheated Fates, uh, put in some time and and set up a North America standings um, brackets that you can uh, submit results to. Um, if you are doing uh, things that are larger than eight people, typically gaining grounds style tournaments, um, you are officially, maybe it's 10, it might be 10 uh, men or more, uh, 10 people or more, you can you can be officially ranked on the North on the North American rankings. So that would be my big announcement for the week. I think Dan is trying to set up a, uh, a tournament in either late this month or early next month uh, to give you one more thing to do before you go away forever, Ken. Uh, and to also try and put... Our uh, our tournaments onto a more of a regular schedule, so we can maybe get some normalcy and get to, and drive some people into playing tournament games. Uh, the Adepticon dates are out. Look those up and book your hotel. But that's not for a while. <laughs> it it's is uh, awesome, a ways man. out. About eleven months. I will be booking my hotel as soon as they're available. That's awesome. <laughs> It's it's that good. It's really worth it. <laughs> yep. Ken, you should go. Anyway. To Adepticon? Yeah. I might. What? No. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, see. It's, we'll see. It's a ways off still, you know? Yeah, okay. But, but being in Detroit is nice because it's like, a very, it's like a four-hour drive that's very easy no, to get there. it's a three-hour so. drive there. It's a five-hour drive back. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> With the time. No, I, I uh, would be interested in going to something like that. This is good. Uh, I've kind of got the... still ways up. Yeah, I've kind of got the bug now to go to these kinds of events. This is a lot of fun, reaching the foe. So. It's one of those ones where it's humongous, and it's hard to describe how big it is, just how many war games are there. Just, it's it's worth checking out if you can. So, yeah, I figured no, I would. The, the sheer amount because, of you know, people playing minis games out there was was nuts. Yeah. And it's even crazier now because they're in a bigger venue. I hear, and you can actually sort of separate groups out, and so you can actually have the walk in between events happening, and they're all enormous. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, anybody else got announcements? Are we doing events? Yeah, you guys yeah, events. Come up. Yeah, got a few events I could plug. Um, yeah, do it. The Ordo Fanaticus Club Challenge is happening on July 16th through the 19th, and that's in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, um, it is. I'm going to be running the Malifaux event on the Saturday, Sunday. It's a two-day sort of gaining ground style. I think we'll probably make a few modifications to the gaining grounds on that one, but uh, uh, yeah, it's basically going to be the Masters event uh, that weekend. Hope lots of people are going to make it. Uh, we are going to have the Breaching the Foe custom fate decks available for players on that one, so if you didn't get yours at Breaching the Foe, come out to OFCC and get yours. Um, and then also, the Wet Coast GT, which I'm running up in Vancouver, BC, uh, is July 4th and 5th. So another two-day Malifaux event, tons of fun, uh, tons of great people. So uh, come on up for that. If I had time and a passport. <laughs> yes. I know most of you Americans don't have passports. <laughs> but get them <laughs> and come to Wet Coast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's our. I think we're good. Oh, games. All all of my games were part of the tournament that we're about to report on. Yeah. Well, let me just talk tournament and not worry about games. I'm for it. I'm for that. That sounds like a good choice format. I didn't. I didn't play any games. So. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. I feel so bad. Nah, Had I know. My own fault. We could do. We do. You want to do a? Do you want to do a vassal game? Would that make you feel better? <laughs> Hey, right now. All oh, right. No, not right now because it's <laughs> almost one in the morning already. We'll start a game. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Podcasting. We'll, we'll talk we'll later. I'll report about the yeah. game. Just, just make sure you guys swear one time, all right? All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so all no, right. Let's talk so about your guys' tournament. It was. I was hearing yeah. some rumblings about it, so. It was it was a hell of a thing. Not Look, uh, moving into this weekend. When I was when I was talking with Dan and Josh and Ken and everybody, there was there was one thing that I wanted. There was one goal on my mind, and that was <laughs> to take home one of the best faction markers. That is all I wanted out of the day. Um, yeah. Spoiler alert: I got mine, and I was very very proud, like ridiculously proud. I probably should not be as excited as I am about. <laughs> Small piece of plastic that is like four inches by two inches maximum. In fact, it's scientifically proven to be four inches by two inches. Um, but I, I just, that's really the only goal I had going into the weekend, and I was super excited to have gotten it. Uh, moving on. Um, my my first game uh, was actually a grudge match. With none other than Mark Hanford, Yay. Uh, who grudged me because uh, I do a small podcast, and he also does a podcast, yes. and he was like, "We're gonna oh, do this." Versus mistakes were made, <laughs> epic confrontation to see who's the best once and for all. And I was like, <laughs> "Who are you again?" <laughs> I had never, I had, I had heard of the faux show, but I had never heard of you, and I had no idea I was gonna be grudged, and it, it caught me by surprise. So I did, I googled you. I did some research through, I think, Dan uh, of before we began. I talked to, I think I talked to some of the East Coast boys to see if anyone knew who you were or what you played. <laughs> this guy? And Dan's like, look, he he doesn't mess around. He's he's a very good guy to play. Like, I, I call him the 
the Joe um, of of the West Coast. I call him Canadian Joe. Um, oh, good. That's great to hear, actually. Uh, but <laughs> I don't, like, I don't agree with that. It's a dick. <laughs> it's never close, is what Dan said. So, so I was concerned. <laughs> and so, uh, looking at the first round and knowing I was going to be going up against a, a, a difficult opponent, I I prepared a hard, a hard list. Like I I was really swinging for the fences on it, and uh, I was really happy with the list that I constructed. And then he brought like the perfect counter, which was. Oh, I don't know about that. Well, it, okay, it worked well, out. It worked out. But my I my strategy was, it was it was um, stake a claim. So my strategy was to take Cassandra and a Corphy, push them through into your side of the board using uh, prompt, nimble, anything that I could, and then start placing scheme markers around. I did that very well. Claim and markers. Then right? the primordial magic came in and made them both insignificant, <laughs> and I couldn't. Stop the little bastard from running away. <laughs> and that's something I'd never seen before. I did not plan on that happening. It was I just, perfect. I had the opportunity to drop Nullify on two of your models, and it was like, okay, I guess I'll try this, and it worked. I was like, okay. There are the two that I specifically brought to do that as well, which is the funny part. Yeah. Uh, I did get to do Wombo Combo with Cassandra, which was the you know charge... Attack, trigger freeze, trigger freeze again, and attack again. So four attacks on on the two AP charge, mm-hmm. um, which is always fun to do. That was against Lilith. No, I think that was against. No, I'm, yeah, I think it was against Lilith in the middle of the board. Yeah. yeah. Um, after she had like killed my whole right flank. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I also I think Cassandra ended up taking two red jokers from Lilith, a red joker from the Lilithu, and then a fourth red joker. A third from one from, from Lilith yeah. again, and yeah. that finally took her out on the fourth, on the fifth yeah. turn. <laughs> That's so frustrating. She, <laughs> she would not die. <laughs> yeah, it is fantastic. I think I burnt like all of my stones on that. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. Colette, <laughs> but uh, I burnt most of my stones keeping her alive. I burnt her blessings of protection to keep her alive. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. It was impressive. Kind of fantastic <laughs> game. Yeah. And I lost. I think six to eight, six to nine. Uh, oh, it was six nine, six, six, yeah. All your six, nine. Three. yeah. All of your differentials for the day were three. Mm. So that was how our first game went. I uh, put up a valiant fight and lost on a placement snafu. It was actually a really impressive move, Mark. Do you want, do you want to explain the, the stake of claim... Okay, well, so take a claim, as everybody knows, you take that two action, and you remove all counters within six of you, and you can place a new one in base-to-base. And then at the end of each turn after the first, you get a point if you have the most on your half of the table, or sorry, on your opponent's half of the table. Um, so Rudy kindly placed two two markers. He spent, I think it was over over two turns, he put two markers, and they both ended up being within six inches of a loaf. And it tied us on the on the second turn, so like yeah. no one scored points on the second so turn. So we were tied one 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 at the end of the second turn. So somewhere in the third turn, you dropped another marker right near Lilith, and she waited till later on in the turn. She took that action and took both of those markers away and put another one in base to base with her. And it was close enough to the center line that one of my Cillerids could leap up to the center line and take that two action as well to remove your last, the last one that was on my half of the board and add a new one to your half of the board. So at the end of the third turn, I was up 
three of those Somewhere, markers four, dead. Yeah, three or four of them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he ended up getting, I think, three points for the strategy overall. I got zero. He got yeah. full points for breakthrough and full points for plant explosives with the primordial magic who <laughs> yeah. swept into this little scrum we had in the middle of the, of the, car, of the table and was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and sacrifice myself now to get three points. Yeah. Uh, I had got full points on plant explosives and also full points on protect territory. Basically the same thing, except yeah. mine were I was fucking... I was chucking ski markers into the center of the board. You tried to kill uh, Colette at the end of the game, which caused her to use Death Defying, which let her replace with a performer. Performer sacrificed itself. I was able to give Reactivate to Colette, who walked away and placed the second Protect Territory marker for, for six oh, points. That was okay. yeah. Oh, man. It was... Uh, it was, it was, it was I, I fought hard for every single point. Uh, and I still... <laughs> and we both had full scheme points. Like you didn't, you didn't not get your scheme points, but just that one, that one slight error in judgment on where to put those claim markers. And, and stake a claim in thirty-five stones was so rough. Yeah, yeah. Ken, how was your first game? <laughs> <laughs> My first game was okay. Um, I found. For this for this tournament, um, all of these games actually time I think was my biggest enemy. Um, that wasn't something I was particularly used to uh, having to deal with. Um, I won my first game against my buddy Kevin. Uh, he brought Rezzers uh, with Seamus. Um, I won three to two in that game. I took Ophelia and uh, I took Assassinate and I took. Um, cursed object, and I think I I only scored for cursed object and one for uh, one for a stake of claim, I think. Um, but uh, it was tough. I thought I had Seamus a couple of times. I mean, with Ophelia and Lenny, um, it's pretty easy to take things down. But um, he had an upgrade on Seamus that. Um, is the is it Mad Haberdasher that just lets him yep. discard an upgrade and take no damage? Um, yeah, and that was uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty frustrating. <laughs> um, and but he also did this thing. He took um, he was taking Seamus um, with uh, some type of willpower debuffer um, upgrade, I think. Sinister, um, the sinister reputation. Yeah, sinister reputation, and he was also taking. This was something I think he took most of his games that day. Um, he was taking Yin as well. Um, and uh, with this... He was using Yin to give like negative flips on willpower duels. And I he hit Ophelia with it turn three when I think I had... It was my last shot at finishing Seamus. And I, I couldn't target him. I was, at neg- I was at minus two willpower and at a negative flip... <laughs> to try and hit him for the for the terrifying test, and I couldn't do it. So <laughs> that was that was my game one uh, with the three to two win on him. Well, in his so. in his later games, I, did he take a bishop against you? No, he took a bishop against another player, an Arcanist player, I think. He, yeah, it was against. Is the, this is the combo I was trying to tell you about earlier, Alan. Essentially, Yin puts people at negative twists. Seamus gives people negatives to their willpower, and then. Bishop comes in and starts flurrying on them, targeting willpower. Yeah. And every time he punches someone in the face, Seamus heals. 
That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I like that. That sounds like fun. Right? Yeah. <laughs> kind of makes me want to be a Seamus player. On top oh, of kind of wanting to be a Seamus player. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> makes me want to buy a bishop, at least. No, buy, buy a proxy. Neither of those models are particularly pretty. <laughs> That's true. I do have the male multi-part kit. Or you could do a gender swap. Oh, that'd be cool. Still color. Oh, color ripple. Buy the multi. Them a little bit, but not a ton. But they're pretty nice. So. Nice. Give me a good excuse to do some modeling, I guess. So from anyway, here we all. So that was round one. Yes, that was round one. Correct. Yeah. Posho wins the grudge match. Yeah. But Ken wins his grudge match, so it's it's balanced out. We're okay. Oh yeah, I did. that was a grudge match. Yeah. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. What was the strategy round two? Uh, it the strategy was, was turf war. Turf war. Yeah. Okay. And uh, who does anyone want to go first? <laughs> go for it, Rudy. Rudy, you should go first. Yeah. My, I, I came in. Okay, so. We were talking about it, and we realized that three out of the five games were 35 Soulstone games, and all of us decided that summoning in a 35 Soulstone game was overly powerful, and I wanted to do it once, <laughs> and I feel yeah. really bad because I did it against a, a very nice man who did not deserve for it to happen to <laughs> You wanted to be that guy. <laughs> I had to be that guy one time. So it was 35 Soul Stones. My list was Corophy, Corophy, Ramos, a Electrical Creation, and the Mechanical Rider. Uh, my intention was to summon as many Four Stone Spiders and or Ice Gammon as I could. And I it did not disappoint me. I summoned... <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, in in order of turns, Ramos summoned three, two, two, three, two. Uh, and starting on the second turn, the mechanical rider summoned one every turn, which I think grand total was fourteen models summoned at sixty-four soul stones worth of models summoned total. <laughs> Yeah. So I <laughs> I almost tripled up on the on the game. Now the the interesting thing is is I was using them to mostly score turf war, and so he had all these really great. He was playing gremlin. Uh, he had all these really great gremlin techs where he was like, all right, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this bio gremlin that I just summoned up the board, and he's gonna use y'all watch this sacrifice himself, and everything within blast three or pulse three takes damage. Or something. He, I don't remember if yeah. it was... It was something that my, my spiders could not resist, I'm pretty sure. Um, and and just destroyed everything. And I had to start from scratch. Um, <laughs> it ended up, I think it ended up being 10-6? 10-7? I think it was 10-7. But it was, my, it was my one, like, full victory points game. And it was literally on the back of Broken Summoning. And so I do feel bad about it, but 
Um, he bought me a beer. He continued to call me out all weekend. It was actually really funny. He has this he has this really interesting way of complimenting you and then saying something absolutely terrible, like, hey, man, that was a really fun game. You did really good in there. I hope you get syphilis. <laughs> this was Ray and, you're talking about. Yeah, it's Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Ray is a Ray is a funny guy, and he uh, he he came up and in, like in his first round he had had a big drink. It was like one in the afternoon. I'm not judging. I totally would have been there had I not had to go do things that night. Uh, his second game he was drinking something. He was like, "Hey, can I get you something?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "My plan is to get you drunk so you play poorly." I was like, "Oh, oh." <laughs> Ray's a, I like Ray. Ray's a funny guy. Yeah. I'm sorry that I had to do that to you. But I apologize profusely already, both in person and on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray knows yeah. he's good people. That's what I'm trying to say. And I won on the back of Broken Summoning. Hooray! Yay! Yes. The low soul stone summoning is always ridiculous. I played against Ramos in like a 30 stone game once. It was pretty rough, except I was playing Molly, so I didn't feel. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were both abusing it. And, last year. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just like, eh, well, you know, oh, look at all those models you summoned all in a big cluster. Yeah. <laughs> he, had brought, he had brought Summer, and he had brought Lenny with the uh, summon a pig upgrade, but the problem was he he didn't he wasn't going fast enough to be able to achieve. His other objectives as well, he ended up needing to have Somer go for Entourage. So, like, in turn three, I think, he stopped summoning and just started running for it. And Lenny w had to sort of move in to become the uh, the Turf War guy uh, in order to continue to score points for Turf War. So that's sort of what happened to him there. It's like, he's like, I'm going to summon, I'm going to summon. No, no, wait. Hot route, hot route. Change, change positions. Um... And so he sort of got caught up in uh, in the roles of the models that he chose, and then he couldn't keep up with the summoning. And mine was, I'm going to summon right where I need them to be, and every time you kill them, that just gives me more fuel for the summoning. My other one was Bodyguard on the me Mechanical Rider, and I took the um, combat mechanic on Ramos, so when he started dealing damage to the Mechanical Rider, I just healed her up. I'm a bad man. Next. Did you get... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did your round two go, uh, Mark? Round two for me, I played uh, Pandora against um, David's Ophelia crew. There were a lot of he, that day. He hadn't, played, he hadn't played Pandora before, so it was, it was enlightening for him. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she got up right in the gremlin's face, and basically she had Fears Given Form. It's one of her upgrades. Oof. Um, I had Bodyguard on Candy, and who also had Fears Given Form. And uh, once, like, it was mostly just for the first two, three turns, it was Pandora up, up in his crew and putting out her bad ores everywhere. And he, he was having a hard time dealing with her. Um, she had the, the paralyze upgrade, so a couple times she paralyzed Ophelia, and then just generally putting her melee range, melee range, for those who prefer that term, um, <laughs> on, on the shooters so that they couldn't shoot her, but they also weren't in their own melee range, so they had to walk and waste AP to get, get in close. Um, so yeah, it's generally being a nuisance. 
while uh, my world of geist and candy just held the turf war. That sounds totally correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did end up I've... losing my entourage scheme on that one because Pandora eventually went down. Um, she's not invulnerable. <laughs> if you hang out in the middle of your enemy's crew, you're going to go down eventually. But <laughs> but if you bully for long enough, like you've wrapped up enough points, you're good to go. Oh yeah, she did her job. Yeah, and trying right. to kill Candy with with Fierce Given Form on her is is just bananas. All right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Try it, yeah. Candy is rough. <laughs> so Ken, what did you do round two? So round two, I played um, a Gremlin player. So it was uh, Gremlin hot Gremlin on Gremlin action. Um, I took Wong with. Uh, Lenny, a few Bayou Gremlins, and a Slop Hauler, um, and something else. Sorry, it's two weeks ago, and I don't know where my lists are, so <laughs> um, I don't remember exactly what I took. But I did. I um, my schemes. I did Entourage and um, Breakthrough. Um, this was another really like time crunch game. My I went down, had everything set up, and my opponent just like wasn't there for a little while while everyone else was starting. Um, and I lost this one. I uh, two to zero. I was actually shut out. Um, Rami, I've never been on the receiving end of, but him sitting up in a little sniper's post um, yeah. against sorry it was um, against uh, Ophelia uh, and so and it, it, he had Ophelia Francois Remy Slop Hauler and I think a Bayou Gremlin maybe something else um, but he it took me a little bit to move up the board the way the terrain was that wasn't a big fan of it but um, I got in pretty early but then he would just like smoke anything that got up there. Um, the last turn, my last activation, though, I managed to get um, uh, five APs worth of attacks out of Wong uh, and just put a ton of wounds down onto uh, Ophelia and Francois and then push them out of the uh, out of the middle with uh, one of the triggers. That you can move things like four inches away with a ram on that, but... Um, my plan was to just kind of move into the middle with Wong, do a bunch of damage to things, and then right before we ended, just scoot him out for Entourage, and I had two Bayou Gremlins kind of circling around the board for a breakthrough. But um, because of time, it didn't actually happen. I think the turn ended on... Uh, I think we ended the very top of turn three. So, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Gremlins, though. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A real a real quick note. We had more Gremlin players than we did Outcast, Ten Thunders, or Resurrectionist players, which means they're more a faction than any of those other factions at this point. Yeah. And Guild too, right? I think so. That sounds correct. Yeah. Yeah. Either they're <laughs> more a faction, or your meta is messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Our meta is messed up. No. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was like five Arcanists, five Re or five Neverborn, five Gremlins, uh, two Outcasts, two Guild, <laughs> three Rezzers, <laughs> one Ten Thunder. So, all right. 
Uh, round hmm. three, the last round of the day. Uh, we were doing. Oh, what was it? It was, was the, the first suspect. one. That was the. It was the first story one. Yeah. Yeah. Where we had to go in and interact. Wait, no. No. There were five. The one where we were looking. Yeah, we were looking for uh, like a a particular character. So there were four um, thirty mil height tube blocking potential suspects on the board, and you had to go up to them and interact with them and then flip to try and reveal the guy that you were looking for. That's right. Okay. Uh, it was our first 50 Soulstone game. Uh, originally, Deliver the Message was in the pool, and so I was going to go for Colette, knowing that I could use, you know, um, disappearing acts and prompts to be able to throw people up the stage and interact with people to get um, uh, evidence markers or whatever. Interrogation markers. Um, but once they said that they had chosen too many schemes and took and delivered the message off of the table, I put iron sights on the table mostly because it made Ken excited. <laughs> I was really excited. And also, and also, I love playing iron sights. I just, I, I do think that this was probably uh, more of a collect game at that point. And if I wasn't going to be getting a, a a play for my five games played, I might as well have been doing collect. But I didn't. I did iron sights. I used the old. Um, I used. I think I used uh, the captain, uh, Cassandra, with her normal stuff. I basically uh, made a bunch of pretty decent frontline strikers, uh, with the hope that I could get you know some people to push people out of melee, and do uh, interacts and just sort of hold the marker once she came up. I used. Um, I was going to use iron sights to pull people towards it once I figured out where it was using um, you looking at me. But I ended up having most of my good interact models right next to it first. I, I think I revealed him beginning of second term with Cassandra who just sort of wandered forward and was like, hey, are you it? 13. Yeah, you're it. All right, I'll interact and get a point. <laughs> um, Lazar, uh, Lazarus was on. I was fighting against Von Schill. Uh, he had Von Schill, a librarian, Taylor, a free course specialist, Lazarus, did I say Lazarus, and a, and a trapper. Uh, the trapper was sort of out on a wide flank trying to come around and, and pick off people as they were coming towards the, the interrogation people. Unfortunately for him, the interrogation per person ended up being on the far side of the map behind a train, so all of my people who were important to the game were on the other side of the train. Um, and I actually had dispatched a uh, Oxfordian major round to go and hit him. He was able to hit him one time, trigger the electrocution trigger so that it would ignore armor, and then flip red joker damage to kill him in one shot. <laughs> uh, it was, it was kind of awesome. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately for me, using Taylor and Von Schill, he sort of boxed me out of the... Um, of the thing eventually. I didn't have enough uh, force over there to be able to just leave Cassandra in and interact, um, which meant she had to keep sort of um, using her smoke and mirrors uh, trigger to move out and not die. Uh, and then that let him move in with Von Schill, get an interact, get out, etc., etc. I think we ended up, I think he ended up winning nine. I think I went seven or eight. The the thing about the tournament was um, its its ranking priorities were 
victory points over tournament points over yeah. differential. Yeah. So I knew that even if I wasn't going to win a game, my best bet was to get as many victory points as I could. So I always chose schemes that I was pretty sure that I could get full points for. So I, I don't think I had a game where I had less than six points scored. Um, just because even if I wasn't scoring strategies, I could get my schemes pretty solid. Yeah. And and that is and I think I won two of my five games and ended up getting very uh, very high on the on the pecking order for having only won two games. Definitely. Well, you were actually ahead of the pack um, after day one. Yeah. Yeah. You were you were up on me by at least a few victory points. I think I was up by about two victory points. Yeah. I yeah. think you were at twenty three. I was at twenty five. No, that can't be right. Ten. Six is sixteen. Seven is. 23. So you're at 21. Nine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was, I was, I was in first place. I think the only other person who had uh, the same number of victory points as me was Josh Cal, who was playing as the ringer for that day, and then yeah. wasn't coming back the next day. And ironically, yeah. he was also playing Arcanist. So if there was going to be someone who's going to who's going to snag it for me, it was going to be him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then he wouldn't come back the next day. And uh, I actually ended up having a really big race with um, Nick. Nick? Yeah, I think I played him round three, actually. Um, who was playing basically almost all the same list as me, except for in round three. I think he played Ramos round three, because he could summon. No, he played Mayfang in round three. Oh, he played Mayfang? <laughs> I played Mayfang in round four. Anyway, okay. <laughs> I did play a different master in every round, and I was very proud of that also. Okay. That's well done. Who's up next? Ken? Ken? Dan? Ken? <laughs> Dan? <laughs> what? Ken, uh, Mark? Um, Ken, Mark, Dan? <laughs> Joe? I'll go. So, um, game three was pretty fun for me. Um, I had a really good opponent, Jay. Um, oh, Jay Whistler, yeah. And, yeah, and Jay Whistler. Um he got kind of a short end of the stick here because, like, we determined pretty late into the game that he had taken Deliver Message, which was removed from the pool. So um, I won this game, uh, but it, it was still fun either way. Um, we started off, I took um, Ophelia, and he brought Perdita. So it was, there was a lot of shooting yeah. and murdering <laughs> happening. Um and it, the board was pretty sparse on blocking terrain, uh, so we just um, we just shot each other the whole time. It was great. Um, <laughs> he, um, I think after turn one, Ophelia, I had I think I had burned all of my soul stones and was down to three wounds, and Perdita was down to four wounds, and then after that, we just kind of hid Perdita and Ophelia <laughs> for the rest of the game, um, and uh, I took. Um, I took uh, Distract and Frame for Murder, and he had brought a bunch of dogs with him. So I was just like, he brought some dogs that ended up charging some Bayou Gremlins, and he just couldn't hit them. I was getting really lucky with Bayou 2 cards, and so I think I had one Bayou Gremlin just handing out Distract the entire game. I scored full points for that. Um <laughs> With and just being in combat with two two of the hounds. So, um, and then on the last turn of the game, I had been slowly working Francois around to try and uh, I took frame for murder on him. Obviously, I always do. 
because um, you just you can't ignore them. So um, out loud, people are gonna know that you're that's your strat. Everyone knows. I mean, he's just like this missile. You either you deal with him or he just murders everyone. Um, but uh, that actually got Perdita out of the corner, and uh, she just smoked him right at the end. So I was able to take that. And uh, um, what did he? I'm trying to remember what he took. Um, deliver the message. I think. Well, deliver a message, and I want to say he took frame for murder on Nino, but I I just can't remember. But it, it was kind of ridiculous, though, because I got a turn one. Um, there's the chart that you flip on for the uh, potential suspect markers. You can get bonuses, and the first flip that I got was with Ophelia, and I got positive flips on this table. So... For the rest of the game, Ophelia had positive flips. So when I shot at something, I was at oh, double positive. If I missed no, damage, no, no, I was at no. positive. And it was... Uh, it was... I was supposed to read, Ken. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was pretty nasty. No, Fun game, though. The way that was supposed to go was the next time you flipped on that table, you got a positive twist to that flip. Oh, really? No, oh, we yeah. played it the other way, then. Yeah. So we were both broken. Like... Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's super broken. Well, also, <laughs> got it. that was okay, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so fun game. But wow, yeah, that's broken. And now I'm reading that again. I'm like, oh, okay, I, I see it now. But yeah, I won that game 6-2-3, um, I think. 6-3, yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> we then had our uh, evening break. There was a optional... Fourth round, I feel really bad about this. Nobody wanted to play it. <laughs> no. That's not but uncommon, after, though. But, like, after three rounds of... I think that if it had been, you know, an, um, a morning thing, like, people could show up early and play that before before the last two rounds. I think that... Oh, wait, you couldn't because of the way the, um, the venue was operating. They didn't open... They didn't it. open until 10, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe made the second day go go later as well. Or something, but I think trying to throw another game of Malifaux at the end of a game of, uh, of three games of Malifaux is potentially difficult to yeah. muster the strength for. But yeah, it's, it's, up late it's rough adding it on to the end of the second day too, though, because then you're really limiting out of towners. Like we had a six-hour drive back home at the end of the day on Sunday. Ah, uh, gotcha. So we wouldn't have been staying for another game of Malifaux on Sunday either. So it's. Six and one half a dozen the other. I mean, right. it's there for fun. It's not really a part of the tournament. Um, if people wanted to play, great. If not, you know, it's cool. I'll just hang out, have beers. It looked like fun rules. Like it, looked like, it looked like it was going to be an interesting game. I had to go because I had an opening that night. Otherwise, I would have stayed and played. But yeah, I went and hung out with uh, theater people instead. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to take a intermission real quick here to talk about how awesome the the, the swag was. Um, the deck is fantastic looking. It is it is extremely pretty. Like all of the art is fantastic. I love the way the suits are color coded on the card face yeah. and the back of it yeah, is that's really nice illustrated. Um, and they gave us uh, a token of every color of every faction. They started with seven tokens. My I, and I knew that going in. Like Josh had told me, that's one of the things that was going. Like we got to see demos because we were in the in the area of the stuff as it was coming up. And 
my plan going in, like, minute one was once I get tokens, I'm going to start trying to trade so I can get a full faction set of my color. Uh, and I was trading the seventh token by flip one, game one. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. at full blue by then. It was awesome. Uh, and I, I do, I'm very happy with it with the tokens as well. They're just 30 mils. They say breaching the foe on them. Um, I'm going to use them anytime I'm playing Arcanist, basically, if not more often than that, because it's a nice to have a full set, and it's something like seven of them, and you got some more as prizes if you flipped red jokers or black jokers. You got them if you took best uh, faction. So I think I'm sitting at something like 15 of them now. <laughs> I was at 22, but then I ended up uh, giving a few to, uh, I, I think it's Nick. I gave a few to Nick because I felt bad about <laughs> taking best faction. It was such a close race. I was like, do you want some, do you want some tokens? Will that make you feel better? <laughs> so, I gave, so I gave him some tokens. He's Just like, buying, yeah, them I could buying them off with scheme markers. Yeah, exactly. Clearing my conscience by giving out gifts. Sure. Did Mark, Mark, did you talk about your round three? Oh, did yeah. I miss Round three. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, I did play around three. <laughs> I did play around three. Um, Nick, and so my Nick round three was Nick. against Nick. Um, I played Lilith this time around against his Mei Feng. Um, strategy that's that same. It was called CSI Malifo. Um, I ended up scoring my frame for murder on one of my Silurids, and I threw him at the captain at one point, and the captain took the bait and scored me those points. Um, I failed on bodyguard on the rider because of the captain's, captain's shenanigans before I managed to do something about him. Um, and I can't remember his schemes. I think he had line in the sand. Maybe one other one. Um, but in the end, it all, what it all came down to is a very tight game. It all came down to turn three. I had a lone Silurid off far on my right flank, and he found the suspect or whoever it was. And basically the strategy is once the suspect is found, all the other markers disappear and you just have to interact with that one marker each turn to get the victory point. So I basically had the only guy in the area that could that could score that point. And at that point, my whole crew just turned into, you know, slow down his crew as much as possible, just get in his way, put him engaged, um, try to stop him from getting over to that marker. And that, that ended up, basically ended up you know, making the game a 6-3 win for me, I think. We both got one scheme, and I got three extra points for the strategy. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I have, you know, I've, I'm looking at it from a Mayfang player perspective. I don't know what I would have done differently. Like, the only other option you could do, I mean, use the captain to speed people up with air burst. Mm-hmm. Mayfang herself is really pretty quick. She can rail walk across a bunch of constructs to get to where she needs to be faster. Mm-hmm. But past he, he that, played it pretty not... well. He played it pretty well. Like I don't, I don't think he made any errors. Like it came down to really, I got lucky on the strategy. <laughs> um, he he took away my bodyguard with with some good play with the captain. He pulled he sucked out the uh, the rider. Um, he had actually been a bit aggressive with the rail golem first turn, trying to get some interacts going on the strategy, and then I was able to uh, tangle shadows the rail golem closer to me and just just pound on him with a few things. So the rail golem went down turn two. Mm. I can't remember if that might have been his bodyguard as well. Wow. But, um, so yeah, it was it was neck and neck. It was a really tight game. Um, I'm sure we both made mistakes, but 
in the end I went out because I got a little bit luckier. <laughs> so I'll take it. <laughs> hey man, anyone you walk away from. Yeah. Man. My 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 thoughts going into that game was I wanted to take Colette because if I, you know, sort of kept a few performers back and a few dubs back. Essentially, once the guy showed up, I can be like, Dove walks over here. Dove walks over here. Dove walks over here. All right. Uh, I'll put one of those performers in. I'll prompt her. She'll take an interact. I'll pull that performer out. Yeah. I'll put a performer in. I'll prompt her. I'll pull a performer out. And just get one that way every turn, just to keep moving yeah. one in, pull it out, get the point. Move one in, pull it out, get the point. Uh, and I think that would have been a way stronger sort of crew to run. Because the performer, if she's out of, you know, distance to, to do anything to her, she can move in, interact without having to be, like, with while engaged, that's fine, I don't care. And then pull her back out before they can do anything to her. Seemed pretty solid. Um, yeah. I think I think his his strategy there going into that game was get up there fast and then just beat up anything that comes close to the markers. <laughs> <laughs> so Colette can obviously do it the sort of the sneaky manipulative way. And I think his crew is definitely geared towards, you know, beat everything down and be the only one left standing to, to be able to yeah. interact. And it almost it almost pulled off for him, so almost worked. Almost worked. <laughs> wow. Uh round four? Yeah. Moving right along. Day two. Day two. Came back, rested, refreshed. <laughs> How late were you up last night, the night before, actually, out of curiosity? Uh, I I think I went to bed at 1 or 2 in the morning. Oh, yeah. But that's just because I'm a late, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a late faller, a sleeper, and I knew I was going to have to wake up early. Like, I was, yeah. uh, I was maxing in, so I was using public transit to get in. I had to be up at, like, 7, so I could be on the max by 8, and then I showed up to get picked up by Ken, and then we got there earlier than they would let us in the door. Yeah. Literally, the, there was a moment where the guy was like, we're not letting anyone in until all of these cars are moved. And we're like, dude, not all of these cars are ours, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was it was still, yeah, we got there, we got there pretty early. Um, I think that night I was home by 11.30 or midnight. I think I went to bed at 1 again just because we didn't get home until late-ish and we were still pretty awake. <clears throat> Yeah, I can't remember how late we stayed out Saturday night, but I was. It must have been at least two or three in the morning before we finally got to sleep, because we were just drinking, playing Cards Against Humanity. At some point, we went to Denny for some ridiculous food. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was some really good times. Nice. 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 Uh, nice. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Round four. Okay, so round four was now that you had the evidence, you had to hold on to the evidence. Um, this was the one, and if you if you punch somebody in their mouth, you could take their evidence. That's right. So this was the one where I was like, may things the sure match because if someone is hiding behind someone with evidence, I couldn't kick them, move into base to base, and then trigger an extra attack against somebody else and attack them. So my yeah. plan was to sort of. Chun Li my way in, punch people and take their things. And then I had Cassandra with defense seven, the captain with defense six, 
and uh, Mei Feng with Defense 7, all with the Blessings of Protection upgrades. And all of them also had um, push after being attacked triggers. <laughs> I didn't read the Captain one well enough because the Captain one says you get to push after you're damaged. It's like a squeal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So she wasn't the, if I, if I flip high enough, I get to push away before you can take things. It's if they succeed against you, they can still take their stuff, and you don't get to push away. Yeah. So I should have done, um, oh, who's that other one? Oh, there was another one who I was thinking about taking who did have that kind of push. The Corfi. Um, but I also took Kang, and Kang was there to be sort of a melee seven, beat you in the face kind of guy, uh, and buff minion attacks against uh, willpower duels. I was playing in against um, a Neverborn player whose name I don't remember. Uh, he was playing Lilith, and he played very well. Um, he was using transpose to push things into the area, steal evidence, and then pull them back out. But I started killing stuff fast enough that he had to swing them back around. Um, I think... I definitely lost this game. But I think it was something like 5 to 9. I remember feeling like I was hosed, because I didn't score very many. This is my first game where I didn't score a lot of points. Um, And then I realized later that nobody scored a lot of points in this round, and I was still totally fine. Um... (laughs) And uh, I think maybe it was 5-3. It might have been 5-3. Um, assassinate off because, you know, Lilith. Uh, he couldn't get assassinate off because, well, Mei Fang with Silent Ones uh, healing her. And uh, I couldn't, I think I got full points for, oh, I got full points for Vendetta. I had a Silent One kill a... Um, uh, a uh, illuminated, and nice. it was an evidence carrying illuminated. Nice. But yeah, the problem was is he put his he put his evidence on two. Like my plan was get to the middle and beat up people for their evidence. He put his evidence on a primordial magic which stood in the back, um, a teratot who ran around the side, and a teratot who ran around the other side, and I think one of the illuminated, which is the one that I. Um, which is the one that I didn't vendetta because I wanted any damage I did to her to actually be damaged. Um, I think I got one of the pieces of evidence, but he was able to get them back faster than I could get them. Hmm. And I couldn't get assassinated, so I ended up getting, th- I think, three points. I think it was three to five. Close game, though. <laughs> it sounded like. Oh, yeah. It was, it, was a, it was an awesome game. There were a lot of really close moments. It was another one where Cassandra was just taking everything and and staying alive. Captain was... T- oh, no! I didn't take Cassandra because I took the Captain and Kang instead. No, I did. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and look at it. I'll look at the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> this was our last 50 Soulstone game, too, so I knew I had like I had a full roster. Yeah. There, was two, there was two silent ones in there. There was a Metal Gammon in there. Yeah. Maybe I did drop Cassandra for Kang and the Captain. And I should have taken Cassandra instead of the Captain. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sounds like round four. <laughs> um, I'll go. Um, yeah, take it, Ken. So, yeah, so I brought Summer in this game um, with 
a line in the sand and bodyguard on Lenny. Um, I took Summer, Lenny, um, two Bayou, or three Bayou Gremlins, Slop Hauler, Francois, and Raph, I think. Yeah, I think I took Raphael. Um, and I put evidence on Lenny, um, two Bayou Gremlins, and the Slop Hauler. And I sat them in the back and just summoned off of those two Bayou Gremlins with Summer. Um, so I was sending out fresh Bayou Gremlins without evidence while my other ones just like sat back there in Lenny's armor aura with the slop hauler. Um, and I pushed out with um, I pushed out with Francois and Summer to just lay out some damage on things. Um, and while I had the other Bayou Gremlins that I summoned out um, go around the edges to start getting um, line in the sand. Um, I played against. Um, a Rezzer player, um, I can't remember his name, uh, he was from Washington though, and he brought Seamus with Sabelle, um, the Hanged, uh, some Rotten Bells, and the Flying uh, Student right. thing, uh, no, uh, Valedictorian, I think? Yep. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, Oh, and I took Remy too. There were these the, the terrain in this game had these like weird floating uh, island things, and so I, I dropped him up on top and I was just uh, shooting at stuff. Um, but the valedictorian was coming in. He he moved her up pretty quickly, um, which let me um, get to her first with Francois, and I killed her. Um, so he didn't really have a ton that could challenge Remy until. One one of the bells got close enough to um, to lure him off the edge, and he died, of course, because I was, you know, I was cheating and with uh, dumb luck and things like that. Um, which, you know, that's what happens to Remy. Um, but he did this cool thing. He had taken um, make him suffer, and he was using Sabel to. I can't remember what the name of the ability is, but he was making things insignificant or peons or something like that, and then killing them. Um, for points, um, but I was able to get rid of his evidence pretty quickly with Francois, so I just started scoring with that and was blasting onto things with Summer, so he couldn't really get a lot done. This is actually my, I think my biggest win this game. It was eight or nine to four, I think. Yeah, he took, yeah, because he took Make Them Suffer and he took Bodyguard on Sabelle. So, um, pretty good game. Um, we forgot, though, he, he had put an upgrade on Valedictorian, though, that allowed um, some type of aura. I guess when, when you when you hit her, um, you take a damage, and he totally forgot about that. So. Oh, glad uh, the uh, necrotic preparations. Sure. Um, <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. It gives you uh, blooded... Blooded Stench, which says anytime a melee attack within two inches or whatever deals damage, you do damage back. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, something like that. And he had totally forgotten about it. So, um, it wasn't until like the turn after. I think I just like let him take back one of the stones he had burned to keep her alive or something like that. I don't know. But um, not a lot of stuff went his way. I, I was expecting him to come in closer with Seamus a lot faster because mm-hmm. Lenny can go down super easily if you target him. Um, yeah. Especially I mean, with Seamus' gun. Want to do it. Yeah. 
Right. Um, he got the hanged into that pocket uh, pretty quickly, but Lenny is immune to all conditions, so I just, like, it didn't matter. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was uh, that was my game four. Right on. Uh, so my game four, I played uh, Justin's Masaki crew, and I took Pandora. Uh, um, it was interesting. I know Misaki can be a dervish if you give her half a chance. And I've, I was basically... I, I haven't played her a lot, but I've played her a couple times and I knew that she can be very scary. Um, so she was basically my primary target. I took uh, Vendetta with Lily 2 against a librarian and then ended up getting a couple points on that. And I took Assassinate on Misaki because I knew if I didn't put her down, then I was probably going to have a rough game. Um, and in the end, it was the Pandora and Candy, both with Fears Given Form tag team, that uh, basically just messed up a good core of the crew. Because why wouldn't you always do that? It really it it helped that he didn't have great cards, great great hands of cards. Um, he wasn't drawing very many high cards, and he wasn't flipping very well. Like I tended to always just flip a little bit higher than him. Um. Mm. A couple of times throughout the game, I was able to paralyze Mizaki once with Pandora and once actually with the Sorrow using Doldrums, which is just unreal because the Sorrow's only cast five or something, and she's willpower seven. Wow! So the fact, the fact that I was able to get that off at all was was unbelievable. But then he also had um, he had Johan, who's got a cancel conditions um, ability. Oh yeah. And, uh, all he needed was like just like a pretty middling. Ram. It's like, it's like a four of rams, yeah. Four of rams, so like pretty easy to get, but out of four times I think he used that ability to unparalyze Misaki, he didn't flip any four plus a ram, and he never had a four plus a ram in his hand. Wow. Oh, wow. So the game slowly dipped into my favor and then just, you know, <laughs> died. And just stayed there. <laughs> yeah. And I think uh, turn four, at the very end of turn four, um, I think he had left his Rusty Alice to act last, and I'm pretty sure he had Bodyguard on her. And, uh, of course, she was standing right next to Candy. And I think she failed one of those Fears Given Form tests, and then the three damage from activating last within three inches of Candy finished her off, so he didn't get any points for Bodyguard either. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. <laughs> rough game for Justin in that one. I, interestingly enough, I played Justin in my round five. Yeah. Uh, he's actually one of our locals. Um, I had never seen him play Masaki before, interestingly. Uh, he's okay. usually a Levy slash uh, Terra Vicky's. player. Oh, Vicky's oh. player. You're right. And he also has, I think, some... I think it was Levy. Most, mostly he plays Levy. That's what I've mostly seen him play. He played Terra at, the, at our tournament here uh, last, uh, last month, I suppose. Right. Um, and uh, and so I had no idea what to expect out of his out of his Misaki, except that I know he I knew that he had been doing well all all weekend. Uh, so we were both sort of sitting in this sort of precarious position of just about to be top of our re- respective factions. Right. Um, and so he and I had this feeling that it's like you know whichever one of us wins this. Is, is probably going to take best faction of their faction. And so we both just fought so hard for it. 
the whole time through. Um, he he. We both took assassinate. Um, the last two games, they were both assassinate style games. It was like they both had assassinate, vendetta, uh, murder, protege, bodyguard. I think were the something like that. And plus, like round four was the strategy involved hitting somebody with an attack. It was a melee attack too, wasn't it? Uh, in in round four or in round five. In round four, yeah, yeah hit somebody. Four, I think yeah. it was with a melee attack, melee attack, to take their token. Yeah. And in round five, it was basically just a modified reckoning. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, both were definitely very combat death oriented. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I brought my plan was oh there was also a monster there was it was one of the big scary monster things I I I forgot all about it mostly because it. It was out of the game so quickly in our game. Oh, wow. Um, let me tell you why. My plan was to have Raspy, a couple of Silent Ones, and a Mechanical Rider. And they were going to sort of push forward and, you know, burn some activations, wait for him to do a little damage to the big beast in the middle, and then activate Raspy and just blast it down. It had, like, a three defense. So long as I passed my... Um, Horror duel against it, I could just hit it, overpower, hit it, overpower, hit it, overpower, shoot six times, probably hit every time. Um, but turn two started, he won the initiative flip, Masaki diving charged it and hit the assassinate trigger. And since this monster was a neutral party and you couldn't burn soul stones or discard cards for it, <laughs> he assassinated it in one AP and then ran away back to his corner having, you know, scored his reckoning points for that turn. See, that's why I'm afraid of Misaki. <laughs> it was miserable. I mean, I could have, like, if it had been against one of my characters, like, if he had tried to do it raspy, I could be like, all right, I'll just card two stones, whatever. But he he did the one thing that, like, was going to get me, that was going to net me a point. I was I was prepared to yeah. to blast this thing to smithereens after he had, you know, put one AP into it. And instead, yeah. that one AP was, oh, I don't care about damage, I'm just going to kill this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So from there, That's like, what's I, fun about those kind of story encounters too. I really easily <laughs> could have come in and been like, it's the same thing that happened to me in my in my Hoffman versus Raspy game at Adepticon last year, uh, right. where Hoffman's like, I'm gonna go forward and I'm gonna machine puppet my peacekeeper until that thing's dead. Oh, Raspy killed it already. Never mind, we're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so I like. I took a second, I took a breath, I realized that it had only gotten him technically, like, the, the prize for killing the monster instead of getting, like, four victory points for this scheme or whatever it was, was it counted as two points for Reckoning, which is a way better way to do it, by the way. Well, because it's actually, it only it only counts as you having killed two models that turn, so really it's only getting you your Reckoning point that, that turn. Yeah, exactly. Um, but... So yeah, so coming in in that and being like, well, I'm only I'm only behind one on the strategy. Yeah. So I started pushing for it. He wasn't able to kill Raspy. Like he he really went for it too. Like he tried to kill her with Masaki. He rushed in. I was able to catch the trigger to make him end his activation after nice. uh, the thing. And then he's like, all right, but you're still engaged. So I was like, well. Kind of. I've got guarded advance. So I <laughs> used the one action to push myself three inches, gain an armor, and then blasted him away. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I was ended, I ended up getting three points for Reckoning. I got all points for Assassinate. I think it came down 9-7 or something like that. 
And at the end of the day, I had enough points to get me uh, best Arcanist. And after reviewing the totals, it looked like he had the best outcast as well, even though he wasn't announced on the day. Yeah, yeah he had an error there somewhere, so yeah. I think he was going to try to square him up with some, some swag after the fact, but cool. Well, I'm sure... I, I, I know that I'm excited to hear that for him, because yeah. I know that, like, he and I both had the same goal coming into it, which was... Uh, perform well enough to get the get some sh- get some swag for playing, and uh, yeah. I'm glad that he can he can look back at the standings and go, yeah, I was I was totally best outcast for the day, which was yeah. awesome. Bravo, probably, probably, <laughs> yes, bravo. <laughs> uh, way to go, Justin. And also, that was my second win for the weekend, and uh, and it was a it was a hell of a scrap. Misaki is terrifying. And Taylor is terrifying. Yeah. Taylor like wanders up this uh, wanders up this building side to get at my December acolyte, and then just smashes him with a hammer and knocks him off the edge, and then just sort of wanders back into battle like it didn't even doesn't even matter. Whatever. <laughs> it was a good game. Yeah. So, Ken, you want to talk about your round five? Yeah, my round five. Um, this was. I don't know if I was tired or, or what, but um, it was not a great game for me. Like as far as decision making goes, uh, some mistakes were made. Um, oh, I <laughs> <laughs> um, I brought um, I brought so first of all, I thought this was another fifty soulstone game, and I was pretty excited about it. And then it turned out that it wasn't. It was a 35 Soulstone game because uh, I think I, I was going a lot by um, what was posted online, and it said that this was a 50 Soulstone game online, but in, the packet said the, 35. On the sheet, it said 50. On the title page, it said 35, which is why. Right, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I had to like pare down my. Um, I had pare my pare down my list really quickly, and I was playing. Um, a gremlin player again from uh, I think is is it I think Dave was there a Dave uh, gremlin player I can't remember um, I think that's what his name was he's a newer player um, he had brought Ophelia um, and I took um, what did I take uh, make them suffer and um, vendetta and. The first mistake was I, I took Vendetta with um, Francois and I was moving up and I was like, oh, you know what? I need to get points to make them suffer. I'm going to shoot at this stupid young LaCroix that has small target. So I was at negative flips and I missed it. And then I'm like, that's yeah. not your <laughs> Vendetta target. What are you doing? Yeah, oh, so oh. I, missed the, I missed the point for that. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little a small oops. Um, I brought the monster down pretty low, and I'm like, all right, next turn. Like, I didn't think he could draw a line to it from where he was at, but of course he could. He, we both brought both brought Ophelia, so he he took down the abomination. Um, and it was it was a weird game for me. I had bad cards and just made some bad decisions. Um, but it was cool because I was talking to. This guy, he was a newer Gremlin player, and I was like just telling him all the cool things that you can do with Ophelia. Like he didn't bring Lenny, and then I was like just explaining to him why I brought Lenny and showed him. He's like, "Oh, why didn't I bring Lenny?" And uh, so it was pretty cool. Um, it was a good game. It ended. I think the that we ended um, time constraints. We ended early, but it was a uh, uh, three-two. Um, 
not 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 the best game, but a really good opponent, and we just like had a had a lot of fun. So that was my game five. Not a, not how I wanted to end the uh, weekend, but <laughs> I can't really help that. So yeah. <laughs> so my game five, I played Rob. Uh, he was actually another Lil- uh, Neverborn player. He had Lilith. And I was bringing Pandora this time around. Um, and historically, I've found Pandora tends to always win out against Lilith. Um, Lilith's willpower five just can't can't handle Pandora's shenanigans. Mm. Um, I was also taking like a much more elite crew. I took uh, Pandora, Nikima, Barbaros, and a Waldegeist. And he had a few more minions. He had Lilith, Barbaros a Black Blood Shaman, a couple Tots, and a Cherub. So I was able to get my points for Make Them Suffer um, over the over the game I was picking off his minions. Um, I was able to get Assassinate on Lilith, who he was actually he was pretty close to getting his Assassinate on Pandora, um, but didn't quite work out in his favor in the end. Um, and yeah, I guess that was about it. It was uh, not a terribly close game in the end. Uh, it looked like it could be early on. At, at yeah. some point, my game ended before yours did, and I was talking to Dan about the standings, and he was showing me that after my results had come in, I was actually in first place. Yeah. And I was like, "What does what does Mark need to score in order to take VP. first place?" And it was like four VP. And yeah, I wandered up to this table. I was like, "Hey, Mark, how's it going?" He's like, "Good." It's like, if you can score four VP. He's probably going to win the tournament, and he just looked at me and gave me this like <laughs> double nod, and then went back to his game, and that was all that we said about it. <laughs> didn't I say it's already over, or I've already got it. No, you you didn't even say anything. You just gave me that. You gave me that look that, that he knew that it was a sure. Okay, it's, it's over. Already over. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, I figured as much. That's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Interestingly, I don't know how that would have gone if if we ended up playing last round. Oh, you I and I? In, if you and I had ended up not grudge matching and playing in round five, who knows? What, what, what You had, you would have brought that Raspy list? I still probably would have brought Raspy, yeah. Which would have been interesting to me because none of them have to deal with horror duels. None of my stuff has horror duels, though. Although oh. you are immune to paralyze on your, your frozen heart, so... Everyone, everyone I brought. Pandora would not have been able to do her paralyze shenanigans on you. Might have been an interesting game. I think you probably would have beat me pretty handily in game five. Well, yeah, because they're all coming in with casting attack action, so it's going to get through all your poltergeisty mist. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Stroking the beard. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> so cool. All in all, yeah. it was a super solid weekend. I had a really good time. Um, 100% excited about everything that was happening there yeah. uh, will absolutely go again next year. I'm so glad that you guys were able to work out the custom Fate Deck has price support thing. Yeah, yeah. I hope it continues to be amicable in the future because it is such a treat to get something that unique, that kind of collectible. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think that's what I was... I think I was most excited about coming in and, and get it, picking up that Fate Deck more than anything else. Like, I mean, and, like, more than... Like, I didn't expect to get, like, a best in faction or anything, but I knew that I was going to get that, and I was really excited about it. And I used it all of my games, so... It's it's a really great thing, because everybody going to the tournament gets those things. Everybody, you know, it's not like 
just like the top top three players are gonna take a bunch of swag home. Everybody mm-hmm. got those decks. Everybody got the tokens. There's a ton of prize support. Everybody got something from the prize support pool. Yep. Um, I think I walked away with a secret weapon miniatures um, gift certificate. Yeah. Yeah. There I was a so. KR multi case, I think, in there. It was the glass. What was the glass front ones? I don't think it's KR. I think no, it's it was the Battle War. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Um. Yeah, I wanted that. A lot of mess and. Uh, a ton of resin terrain from yeah. Worldsmith Industries, which was uh, Jim Graham's company. Uh, he's from up in Bellingham, and he actually started Walpurgis, which is the tournament that sort of began the whole this whole event, which became yeah, Breaching the Foe. For the last few episodes, we've been calling it Breaching the Foe, also known as Definitely Not Walpurgis. Definitely Not Walpurgis. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, a, that was a good stuff. Yeah. Um, that puts me one game away from. Okay, this is this is the other part of the thing. I don't know if Mark is a listener. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, Whenever I have time. Um, that puts me at one game away from finishing out the Arcanists. All I have to do is play one Terrace game, and I'm done there. Um, adding Lynch to my games needed. I think that puts me at uh, I think 80 out of 105. So I have 25 games left to play overall. That's impressive. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy that I'm about to close out the Arcanist. It's one of my bigger factions. I still have the guild to go. Uh, I think I'm going to start playing some Ten Thunders in the meanwhile so I can do McCabe and Lynch sort of uh, interchangeably for a little bit. Uh, or I'm going to either close out the Rezzers with four games to go there or close out the Outcasts with the same number of four games to do there. Either way, I'll finish out Terra. <laughs> Rudy's gonna play games. Yeah, I'm only gonna play some games <laughs> with one games of his factions. Mistakes <laughs> will be made. Yeah, I have all the factions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really, I really am excited to get done with the five games challenge because I think um, being having to be so magpie has kept me from specializing in anything, which has sort of been detracting from my growth as a competitive player. Um, so I think the I next part. <laughs> Something about well, okay. seemed to do, have done pretty well. Second, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right? But I could have been first. Um, <laughs> but uh, I also played a game with uh, Colette and a game with Ironsides, who are people who are not pe- who are people who I have specialized with in the past. Um, but yes, and one of them was a super broken Ramos list. I have to say, otherwise Ray's gonna trash talk me. <laughs> I hope that his uh, next batch of oranges are spoiled. <laughs> oh. It has to be right. something weird and obscure and also really terrible. That's, yeah. that's how the game works. Okay. <laughs> I thought he was like an orange distributor or something and you were... <laughs> I was confused. I hope it's lightly right. destroyed. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I think... Wow! Uh... I, think he, I think he wished me poli. I think he wished polio on me. Probably, maybe some syphilis. Yeah, <laughs> he was a funny guy. Okay, sorry, oh. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> definitely would go again. Yeah, I think the next step for me is Leviticus because that's what's in my bag, and I'm too lazy to repack it before tomorrow. <laughs> and I'm probably gonna go play tomorrow. So. Nice. You're gonna get yeah. a game in tomorrow. I, I'm 
hopeful. Very hopeful. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, we're, playing, we're playing some Blood Bowl tomorrow. I think I'm going to knock out my Karis game on Friday just to finish. We're not playing Blood Bowl tomorrow. Not Blood Bowl. Guild Ball. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be great. We got I the, think so too. Rules for free at guildball.com. Uh, or is it guildball.uk? Might be guildball.uk. Have you guys got models for that yet? No, we mm-hmm. none of us backed it, but the the rules and cards are all up online for free, so yeah. you can play them with um, whatever minis you got, basically. Yeah, I ended up backing that with a friend of mine, but I'm still waiting for. For the uh, what team did you guy I go? Uh, morticians. No, of course. Yeah, I just I just love the look of them. <laughs> awesome. So. Dan, Dan Actually, I wanted to get two or three teams, but <laughs> I had to hold that hold back and just get the one. Yeah. Dan's going with morticians. Uh, Ken, who's your, who's your faction? Uh, Brewers. Makes sense, right? Yeah. Uh, and I am coming in with uh, the alchemists. <laughs> All of these decisions make sense. Rezzers. Gremlins, Arcanine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just let me know how that goes. I'm we'll intrigued do. by it. A bunch Look of guys here back there, but I didn't get to, so. Yeah. They have yeah. a pretty solid looking vassal module, too, so. Yeah. If, uh, yeah, if we, maybe. we can maybe get some more games in that way. Yeah. I got I really should play the games that I already own lots of models for, though. <laughs> I also have to play one more game with Ironsides against Ken just so he can see her on the table. Yeah, I'm really intrigued yeah. by Ironsides. I think she's I, awesome. I want you to bring Montaroha that game. Yeah? Just because I think it would be cool to see Montaroha and Ironsides duking out in the center of the table. You think it would be funny to see Montaroha kill Ironsides? Okay. <laughs> what was that? What? <laughs> oh, I mean, that would be a good game. It would be a great uh, game. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I, oh, man. And you yeah. have to do the fight night scenario, though, right? Good. Oh, we're the, yeah. <laughs> if I was doing the fight night, I think I might have it be uh, Cassandra in the ring. <laughs> that would be fun. Because she does not... She just won't die! Oh, yeah, as long as she's got a side so her up, uh, <laughs> that was You have the, to make her a little fabric mask, though, for yeah. the model, though. Yeah, a luchador them. mask. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that'll be perfect. Alright. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you got anything else, Rudy, you want to talk about? No, I think we're good. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Right. No one's Thanks for being well, on, guys. No one's Thank said, you to Mark and. What? No one. There's a guarantee, right? About saying fuck and. Well. Oh, oh, I think there was. Oh, Did I not say one? I don't think so. I've been listening. I've been waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, this is where Rudy... Wait, no. Thank you to Mark and Ken for being on. It's good yeah. hearing from you guys about the yeah. tournament. Thanks for, having, fun, us. Thanks for having us. Listen to the post show. Yeah. Do, do go yeah. listen to the post show. They're, they're yes. good. We're trying to go once a month. Even though they're Canadians, they're still totally awesome. legit. Yep. I mean, they obviously know something. They took first place at their own event. That's what we do. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yep. All right, and this is where I start to say the email, but then Rudy edits it out, apparently. Clean slate. Here we go. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. You can reach us by email at mwmpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at, at mwmpodcast. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. Or, <laughs> or more whatever. Than a week. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good enough. <laughs> Added us back in and the music comes. <laughs> so I'm going to stop the broadcast. When I was a top, my mom's dropped fables and stories To warn me of the dangers that were laying before me To keep it in a rest and she would hide the lesson To guide my direction, provide the right message In time I developed a sense of her embellishments Hence I was rebellious against what she was telling me When I was a teen I pretended that my demons were friends I defended the place, yo and that was the case Slurred speech tripping off of my face The world creeped as I slipped to the awfulest place You could imagine, not the average things you see on acid my granddad bloody hovering on a speaker cabinet Laughing in a raspy tone Covered in maggots A snack on his mass of the bone I couldn't grasp it Did it double dismount